Now, I'm all about forming simple habits that will pay massive dividends throughout your life. This video is gonna cover the habits not to form. Welcome back to the channel. My name's Apple, and today we're gonna dive into the five money mistakes not to make in your 20s. These are things you want to avoid at all costs, but they are huge traps that I see so many people in my generation, so many people in my age group falling into every single day, honestly. And so I wanted to make this video to share with you guys what they are and how to avoid them. So let's dive right on into it. The first money mistake that I see so many 20-somethings make is not taking risks, okay? This is something that you might actually think this, this would be a mistake, but one of the biggest things that I see young people not taking advantage of is all of the safety nets that they have built in at a young age, okay? Definitely, depending on your level of privilege, you're gonna have more safety nets than somebody else, but in general, the age of 20 or like in your 20s is when you have the most safety nets that you can fall back on, and it's when you can afford to take the most risk, okay? As time goes on, as you begin accumulating kids, pets, a house, a spouse, like as you begin bringing these things into your life, you have less and less ability to try things, to go out there, to move across the country, to try starting your own business, okay? These are things that you really need a lot of flexibility in your lifestyle to be able to do and that can really influence your financial situation a ton, but if you are not in a place where you're able to do these things anymore because you have gotten married and you bought a house and you have a kid and you have a dog, like it becomes a lot harder to do these things, okay? So there are, are a lot of opportunities that, that do require a little bit of risk, that do require you stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit, but can pay massive dividends down the line if you're willing to take them at a young age. So in general, my rule of thumb is if an opportunity comes my way, I'm gonna think really long and hard about, okay, is this something that is like an only right now thing or can I wait on this? Because there are some things that are gonna come your way that you really can't wait on multiple years down the line, especially if you need to move across country to advance in your career or if you want to yeah, drop everything and start a business. These are things that you really have to do in your 20s if you wanna do them at all. So moving along to money mistake number two, this one is going to be a bit more controversial, I do believe, but it is buying a new car. If you know me, you know I am not at all a fan of buying a new car. I think it is a significant way to, to spend a lot of money and to not make a very wise financial choice. But I see a lot of 20-somethings just <laughs> living into the whole American dream of, okay, I graduated college, I'm gonna get this nice apartment, I'm gonna buy this new car, I'm gonna buy the latest iPhone, and, and I'm living the American dream right here. So I think that's definitely not the way to go. There's two main drawbacks that I see to buying a new car, the first of which is the just money pit that a new car is. I mean, there are so many expenses that go into a new car, and sure, there's plenty of expenses that go into a used car as well. But when it comes to a new car, I mean, you're paying in some cases like a 20 to a 50% premium on that vehicle just so that you can say, hey, I bought this thing new, which is, I mean, it's great for your ego, not so great for your wallet. I mean, insurance for 20 somethings is also gonna be very substantial, you know? We definitely don't get very great insurance rates, uh, especially as a dude. Additionally, you've got obviously gas, title, registration. I mean, these things don't cost that much money, but they do tend to add up. And if you're really just looking at the sticker price of your vehicle and saying, oh, well, I only pay $600 a month on my new car. In reality, that's probably gonna be closer to seven, eight, $900 when you start to add in all of these additional expenses that go into owning a new vehicle. I mean, ideally, if you buy new, you're not gonna have that much maintenance expense, which is a good thing compared to a used car where you might have a lot more of that. 
but nothing's for sure unless you buy the extended warranty, in which case you're paying even more money every single month. But in general, I am I'm very adverse to buying a new car. Personally, I don't even own a car right now. I just use a bike to get around everywhere, which works for me right now. It's not going to probably work for me forever, but I'm a huge advocate for finding alternative ways to get around than especially buying a new car. Additionally, I mean, the depreciation is just kind of ridiculous. Just driving the car off the lot the first time, it, it could potentially depreciate up to like 10%, which is bananas. Um, in the first year, probably going to depreciate close to 20% on average. So honestly, it's not a great investment. You can get underwater on your car really quick, which basically just means that you owe more on it than it's worth. And that's not a great situation to be in. So if you're somebody who is planning on buying a new car or if you're somebody that buys a new car every two years or so, I don't think your 20s are the time and place for that. Maybe when you're 30s, 40s and you're and you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars per year, go for it. But I would say in your 20s, you've got a lot better things that you can be doing with your money and buying a new car is just going to be a money mistake all around. Now, another one was a bit controversial. So let me know in the comments down below whether you agree with me, whether you think I'm an idiot. I'm curious to hear your guys' opinions on this one because I tell some people about my car preferences and my beliefs around buying a new car and I get told off some kind of way. So uh, definitely let me know what you guys think about that. If you agree, if you disagree, I'm, I'm very curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that. All right. Money mistake number three is burning through your savings. So this is a really slippery slope for a lot of young people. So a lot of my friends in college, they didn't necessarily hold down a job. Most of the time they were in school, they didn't have a lot of income coming in. So they were really just burning through their savings their entire time in college. And so when they got out of school, when they landed their first job, they still had this habit of just kind of dipping into savings whenever they needed to, to cover a trip or to cover any kind of expense. They would just dip into their savings account, not think twice about it. And this is something that can be really damaging. It's a very slippery slope because if you're spending money without making money, you're kind of in a rough spot, okay? And it's it's kind of understandable during school. I mean, I would recommend if you can hold down at least a part-time job or some kind of side hustle online, would highly recommend that. That's personally what I did. But if you can't do that and you are forced to burn through savings during college, totally understandable. But once you get your first big boy paycheck, I would really, really recommend that you cut that habit immediately of dipping into savings and start learning how to make do with your current income, okay? Because this is a habit that's gonna be so important throughout your entire life you need to figure out how to live within your means. You need to figure out how to maintain your lifestyle with your current level of income, okay? The income, the expenses, they need to be equal, and ideally the income is higher than the expenses, so you can be putting stuff away for your future, for retirement, starting a Roth IRA, video up here, all of that good stuff. So I'm not trying to preach budgeting at you guys. I don't personally practice budgeting at all, but it is important to be aware of what's going on, okay? Because if you just fail to even acknowledge your, your current situation, it's not doing anyone any good, okay? Like you can just sweep this thing under the rug as long as you want, but eventually it's gonna come and bite you in the butt and the longer you wait on it, the harder it's going to bite. So personally what I do is I have a spreadsheet where I track income and expenses at the end of every single month, okay? It's not a prescriptive thing. I'm not saying, okay, this month I could spend $100 on eating out and, and $300 on grocery. That's not at all what I do. I track things at the end of the month just so that I know where the money is going and just to make sure there are no huge issues. Because as long as you keep an eye on this stuff, again, you don't have to do anything crazy. Literally, it's just one day a month, takes me maybe an hour just to get a high level picture on all of my finances. And it's totally a very worthwhile investment of my time because I can see how much money's coming in, how much money's going out. And I, I know where everything is going and everything is well in the world. So if you're burning through savings right now and you're in school, I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, but once you get out of school, once you start earning a, a decent amount of money, cut that habit as soon as you possibly can because it's, it, it's gonna do nothing but damage your future prospects for your entire life.
All right, my name is mistake number four ties into the last one, and that is racking up credit card debt, okay? If you are living above your means, you've kind of got two options. You can either dip into savings or you can dip into credit card debt. And credit card debt is rough, okay? Credit card debt is one of the quickest ways to financially stall yourself out or throw yourself in reverse and just start going downhill real quick because credit card debt adds up really quickly. And it's kind of a sneaky thing if you've never looked at like a compound interest calculator, if you're not really sure how compound interest works, it can really sneak up on you in a very negative way with credit cards because the way credit cards work is you get charged an interest rate every single month, okay? So say you had $1,000 on your credit card and you have a 20% interest rate, they're gonna charge you $200 in interest that month. Now say you don't even pay anything off, the next month they're charging you 20% again, but now it's 20% of $1,200 instead of just $1,000, okay? So as you can see, things start to snowball very, very quickly in a very negative direction. And it's really easy to just kind of let that get out of control, to not want to look at it, to not open the envelopes when the, when the credit card company sends you those in the mail, and to just kind of ignore the issue entirely. And that's going to really throw off a lot of things for you down the line. First, your credit score. Second, you're just your financial situation in general. If you've got all of this debt mounting up, you're going to have to pay that off eventually. And the longer you wait, again, with compound interest, the harder it's going to be to start to tackle that. Now, the solution to this problem is not to save 98% of your income and become a hermit and just never do anything fun. The only thing that I would suggest is just taking a look at your lifestyle and asking yourself, hey, does this current lifestyle work without a credit card? Does this current lifestyle work without me dipping into savings? If the answer is no, I would take a step back and just kind of ask yourself, okay, where's the money actually going? Maybe just after this month, sit down and just kind of make a quick spreadsheet of like, hey, here's all the money, here's all the stuff I spent money on, here's all the ways I made money, and just compare the two, figure out where the money's going, and try to rectify those, okay? Like if you can just level stuff out so that the money coming in matches the money going out, that's a great place to start, especially if you are spending significantly more than the, than is coming in on your credit cards. And just to give you guys some context on the consequences of some of this stuff, I mean like even just buying something as simple as like the latest iPhone, okay? Say you wanna buy the latest iPhone, you don't have the cash for it in your checking account because payday hasn't happened yet, and so you, you put it on your credit card, okay? If you just let that sit there and make the minimum payments, it can potentially take years to pay that off, okay? If you're making the minimum payments, years. So my whole credit card philosophy, it is very, very simple. It is pay no interest, accumulate a lot of points, okay? I've accumulated over $10,000 in, in free travel on my credit cards, paying no zero in interest. Um, if you want a quick tutorial on that, not so quick, but if you want a video where I kind of walk through all my credit card philosophies, links up here. If you're spending money on interest on credit cards, in my opinion, you're doing it wrong. And if you cannot have a credit card and spend no money on interest on it, I think you should stay very far away from credit cards, okay? I'm a huge advocate of credit cards. If you can use them correctly, if you can spend no money on interest and rack up a lot of points, amazing. If you can't do that, I would stay far away. The downsides far outweigh the positives in that case. Now, before we hop into the last one and, and my favorite out of all of these money mistakes, let me know in the comments down below which of these has been most helpful for you so far. Which of these are you guilty of? Do you see your friends being guilty of? Um, I'm very curious to hear in the comments down below. Now, the last one on the list, number five, money mistake number five is not investing, okay? As you guys know, I am a huge proponent of investing, of putting some money away every single time you get paid to just grow for you. Because like if you invest your money, like that money is working for you so that you don't have to work for it, okay? Most people are trained to wake up, go to work, they put in their eight hours a day, they get paid for it and they're done. But you can really multiply that if you invest your money, okay? And, and just to break things down a little bit, okay, investing really takes in two inputs, okay? It takes time and it takes money 
for your investments to grow. Okay. And when you're young, you have a lot of one of these and probably not so much of the other one. Okay. You've got a lot of time. If you're in your twenties, you don't have potentially a lot of money if you're in your twenties. So if you can leverage the fact that you have a lot of time, just put a little bit away every single time you get paid and just let it grow over time. It's crazy what kind of things can happen. Now, just to give you guys some context, I mean, the, the difference between waiting as little as like five years can be millions, like millions of dollars just by waiting five years. So a lot of people think that's a tomorrow problem. I'll I'll think about my, my 401k or an IRA or, or just saving money tomorrow when I'm 25, when I'm 30, when I'm 35, when I'm 40. And the longer you wait, the less time you have and the harder it's going to be to catch up, the more you're going to have to edit your lifestyle to, to make something like this happen. So what I recommend and what I personally would start with, okay, a great start is to just take 10%, okay, just take 10%. Anytime you get paid, you take 10% of that money and you put it away, okay? You take 10% of it, you could start by just putting it in a savings account, okay? If you wanna get real advanced with it, put it in a Roth IRA, okay? Video up here explaining what that is, how to open one, etc. but just take 10% of what you make, put it away. I can almost guarantee you that you're not gonna see any difference in your lifestyle, okay? If you are currently spending 100% of what you take in right now and you reduce that to 90%, you're gonna find a way to adapt to that and it's not gonna be very difficult, okay? <laughs> like the last 10% of what you're spending is, is usually going on just frivolous Amazon purchases and really unnecessary things. So uh, it's very, very easy to adjust down 10%, put that money away, and then if you just let that grow there, it is ridiculous what kinds of things you can uh, see over the life of that investment, okay? And that's where a, something like a Roth IRA comes in and can be really powerful in allowing you to amass millions, like literally millions of dollars just by putting away 100, 200, $300 a month, you can amass millions of dollars by the time you retire. So pretty, pretty cool stuff. But again, it's not something that a lot of young people think about. It's a huge money mistake that 20 year olds are making is not starting to invest. Now, the next thing you should do is click the subscribe button down below and check out this video where I break down the top 10 passive income ideas so that you can start moving in the right direction financially. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to smash that like button and I will see you in the next one.